there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's that big voice guy. That means it is time to have another show. And listen, we're starting to establish some consistency. One's a, one's a fluke, two's a coincidence, three or more is trending. This is the second Monday in a row we are on schedule. So let's, hopeful, let's be hopeful that next week we can start trending. Welcome. Yeah, yeah we weren't supposed to last week, but uh, we, we did. So uh, things it, have worked out. It worked out because you're very flexible, right? <laughs> like... You know, touch your toes in the standing position. It, that is my man, Jacob Padilla. It is so good to see him fresh off a morning in which he spent a lot of time covering volleyball, which was – I know people will poo-poo the win and they'll just look at stats if they didn't watch the match. But something to that, playing without two starters, Kentucky is formidable. Tough's brutal schedule. For Kentucky to start the season, <laughs> yeah. goodness gracious! And Nebraska found a way to get it done. So thanks for being here. Yep, thanks. Uh, I mean, it's fun fun to kind of get back into this a little bit, especially after. I mean, we heavy Class A for me to start the year this last week. A uh, lot, a lot of Class B. Uh, that's saw two different Class B games on Thursday and Friday. So good to kind of spread around a little bit and get eyes on different levels. And very interesting, right? There's much to be made about coaches' polls and who's in what and who's not. But how about this, where even in – this is how you know I think the coaches take a considerable amount of time and, and Mike Sauter, who puts those polls together. How about, like, the moving, the flip-flop of a schedule with Scott Waverly and Elkhorn North? Nothing happened – in terms of the loss column to to maybe outwardly shift the rankings. But coaches, after getting an eye, go with Bennington 1, still at 4-0. Scut now 2, yeah, moving up impressive. from 3 a week ago with an impressive win. They're 3-1. They're Waverly going from 4-3 to three at 4-0. and oh. And Elkhorn North, who was 2 going to 4-0, which lets me know coaches are really doing their due diligence because they're getting inside the schedule and who opponents played and not just kind of taking it for granted. I thought that was pretty It was pretty eye-opening. That's how you know you do good work. Yeah, that, I, I, was, I was surprised to see that when I was going through it. Right, like, me too. Because, um, oh, the top top four, everybody won. So I was like, oh, wait a second. Elkhorn North's not two anymore? Oh, Scott, well. And it, it makes sense uh, like that. So I was there on Friday night for Scott's 45 nothing shutout of 
uh, Elkhorn, who yeah. was ranked number eight and is still ranked number eight despite getting shut out like that. That was an unbelievably impressive performance uh, for Scott. Elkhorn, they just couldn't do anything. They could not move the ball. They yeah. finished with 100, under 100 total yards, uh, and that's not even factoring in the penalty yards. It was less than that when you factor in the, the penalties. So, um, and, and Scott, they uh, ran the ball like – uh, unofficially, this is my stat keeping, four, 53 times for 458 yards and six touchdowns. If it's unofficial but it's yours, <laughs> that's actually official. You and I had a discussion a couple weeks ago over, was it 11 yards or 14? Uh, uh, it was the uh, – I know what yeah. it was, but what the difference was only like 14 like yards. 18, I think it was. Oh. Ended up being. I mean, not to nitpick. <laughs> but, see, that's why I think you're good at what you do, like, Sometimes the devil's in the details. My details matter, and especially with yardage and, the more, and stats, right? And the more I've done this, the more, like, you kind of, at the end, you see stats, like, other oh, official, but, like, nobody keeping stats are, like, everybody messes up. Yeah. Like, so I'll get there after a game and see, like, what the school is supposed to, like, that's not even close to accurate. <laughs> and now some of the, the huddle stuff, like, that's <laughs> – so th the Bellevue West Carney game, um, they, For example, yeah, poor Implo, right? Yeah. Like not, you well, know. We'll that. get to that later. But they had like their tackles. They've got like 80-some tackles for Carney, like the, the huddle-provided stats, yeah. when I think there were like 59 plays plus uh, a few special teams. Like there weren't even enough plays on, uh, on offense for WS for Carney to have that many tackles. Yeah. So like where is this coming from? So um, and there are a few plays it's like, yeah, I feel like uh, I was probably right on this. I don't know what they were calling there or whatever. So, it, like, end of the day, like, I'm going to be off with some, but I'm going to be – there are others that I'll be more accurate than the official stats or whatever. So, it is what it is. The, the, the main point is you get it pretty close, and I, I think I did there for Scott. They um, – first time seeing them this season, and they're, they're really good at what they do. Um, I was impressed with uh, Bennett Terman there back starting. He, uh, his, his, his mastery of the, the option just – the ball handling ball was handling. terrific, uh, made all the right decisions um, on whether to keep or whether to pitch. Um, Ten carries, 120 yards, and three touchdowns. Had uh, like a 59-yarder and then uh, like 30-some yarder. Um, it just broke away and nobody could catch him. Um, Colin Pike was really impressive back. Didn't end up scoring, but 13 carries, 135 yards. They, they gave it to their other backs once they got inside the red zone. Uh, Anthony Heidoff, 10 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Max Chandler, five carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown. They call him Hyde. I, I like Heidoff. He's he's a good player. Yeah. So, like, that's – you got all those guys coming at you. And then uh, game firmly in control, they uh, put in uh, Dylan Van Dyke, quarterback, who he's going to be really good for yeah, that next year too. Yeah, he filled in – some, some thought he may get the start. Like, <laughs> he's, that's a good option to have. Yeah, he, as the next man up. Yeah, he, he didn't get many opportunities, but he got in there, only threw it once with a 17-yard strike um, to Morgan Fingerbiter, who also hit a 44-yard field goal uh, at the end of the half. They had a, had a touchdown wiped away and then got sacked, so they um, backed way up and then decided to kick the field goal and snuck it through from 44 yards. So you've got, on top of th that running game, you've got the ability to hit 40-yard 40, 40 field goals. Um, th that's definitely going to be a nice little thing to have moving forward. But And as we've seen so far, with teams that are of similar ilk, special teams absolutely matter. 100%. They absolutely matter. It's even more magnified at the high school level, and we know it matters in, at the collegiate and, and the professional level. Yeah, so 
mentions. After that impressive performance, Scott moved up from three to two. Bennington's still sitting there at one. We talked about how they kind of, their defense has kind of been carrying them. Yeah, the offense, offense is still a work in progress. Track. Uh, 58-0. Uh, I'd say they figured some things out there against Pius X yep. there. Um, and, and shut Bokmer down for the most part. He was a very good quarterback. Yeah, and I know he missed. I think their previous Just, game got banged up. I was yep. back. I, I, I saw the score. I assumed that he was still out. Um, but 34 total yards of offense. Yep. Uh, 10 passing, 24 rushing. Struggle. So that Bennington defense is still very much they uh, are legit. Fierce, Led but. by Lordson and, and a host of folks, man. They get after you. Yeah. They uh, only uh, – Payne Sandman only completed one pass with a 21-yard touchdown. Uh, also carried the ball four times for 43 yards and another score. Quentin Archer, 11 carries, 134 yards and a touchdown. Jackson Dumont, five carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, they, they just uh, – just anybody they handed the ball off to basically had a chance to score the ball. Really impressive performance. So Bennington, Scott, clearly up there one and two after really impressive wins. And then Waverly. That, that was the interesting one. Did Waverly you moving up from four to three. Let me ask you the question yeah. before you get into the details. Did you feel like they did enough to jump Elkhorn North, or was it more for you, first blush, about Elkhorn North's schedule? Yeah, it, it's got to be that because I was – I was at Elkhorn North on Thursday. I saw the last uh, three quarters of that, got there a little late. But um, early on, like, they, they were struggling a little bit. Um, Grand Island Northwest gave them, uh, gave them some problems. But they ended up uh, kind of shutting them out in the second half, taking control of that game. So it took them a while to get into a, it. But they kind of had a funny schedule, too. Week zero, yeah. then a bye, then a, a little bit of a, a lull in yeah. terms of competitive balance in the schedule. And now they're going to have to ramp it up again. Right. Not always easy to do. Yep. Um, so yeah, I was like, I was like, okay. After seeing that performance, it, they weren't exactly dominating, but they did. They took care of business. Um, and then I was following that. Uh, I forgot who was there. Um, someone was covering it uh, online, following their tweets or whatever. And it's like, wow, Norris is really—they're giving Waverly some problems here. And then Waverly ended up winning twenty-seven twenty-two. Um, but yeah, I mean, hard, hard to believe Norris has a losing record. It's the same thing that <laughs> a lot of <laughs> last year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. we talked about it in the same way last year. It's like every they're in every game, they're tough, but they just can't get the wins against any of these these other ranked teams or whatever. So um, this is kind of the way it's been in Class B for a few of these teams recently. Spoiler alert: Norris checks in at number ten, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were receiving votes last week. But yeah, so crack the top ten with a loss. Uh, but yeah, 27-22 there. It was, it was tight the whole game. Noah Moss, uh, 18 for 33 for 160 yards and two picks. So uh, Norris did a great job of slowing down that passing offense that, um, that they've been able to lean on a little bit. They've kind of bounced back and forth between run-heavy, pass-heavy games. Um, but they could not slow Moss down on the ground. Yeah. 21 carries for 120 yards and all four of their touchdowns. Uh, so really impressive. They, they shut down their backs like – Kasson, Smith, and Axman combined 16 carries for 33 yards. But they could not stop the quarterback there. Uh, and he basically <laughs> basically won that game by himself, him and his linemen uh, on offense. So um, Waverly did enough to hold on there, uh, and now they moved up to three uh, from four, dropping Elkhorn North down to four, uh, again, with a 30-12 to 12 win at Grand Island Northwest. They were down 12-9 uh, to nine at halftime after having to uh, kick a field goal. Um, just before time expired, moved down there. Five seconds left, decided to kick it instead of trying to 
um, take a shot at the end zone there. Um, but uh, second half, they just shut him down, 21 nothing, um, And had, I think, two picks in the second half after one in the first half. Uh, Johnny Ferguson, 116 yards passing and a touchdown, 59 yards rushing and a touchdown. Jet Tinglehoff had a really good game on both ends uh, of the field. Uh, 70 carries, 112 yards and a touchdown on offense, plus an 11-yard reception, and eight tackles and a pick on defense leading them there. Um, Tommy Mechna, 63 yards and a, oh, yeah. and a touchdown on offense. And touchdown was sick. Threw it kind of sh- uh, around the six. Broke, through, broke free of one tackle, ran through another, up the sideline for a 40-yard score. Also had a pick off a deflection. They had both their deflections no, second another, half. Another good dual sport athlete, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so, um, and uh, Lincoln Flagel had uh, 109 yards rushing for, for Grand Island Northwest. I thought uh, Camden Walker, receiver, went up and made some really nice plays. But they just, second half, they just could not, um, could not move the ball, could not take care of it. And Elkhorn North just kind of leaned on them and eventually pulled away there. But um, so Elkhorn North, like you said, See, uh, see what the schedule kind of brings for them down, down the road. They're 4-0 now. Um, and at 5, uh, another team moving up. Let me ask you. So as we get ready to talk about York, uh, my dark horse that was outside kind of the top seven in Class B that I felt had a chance to make some noise. When you see them move up from 7-5 to five, and you watch how they played against Bennington in a real tough one, that, which is their only loss, they getting credit for a good loss – I, I think so. Um, okay. I, at this it, point, it just lets me know that these coaches are really paying attention. And that's what I was going to say. We've schedule seen multiple spots um, where you're not being penalized, um, like Elkhorn getting destroyed by Scut. That's more understanding Scut than it is like oh, Elkhorn get like, out of here. Like, so I I like that yeah. right there. It just validates the poll and the credibility that that folks take it seriously and Scut it too, despite the loss because the loss was to. Uh, Bennington on a in a game that maybe probably couldn't have even uh, that could have gone the other way there or maybe should have. Um, so yeah, you, you're seeing that in a lot of different spots in the poll. But yeah, York three and one and climbed up to five after a 14-10 win at Scottsbluff. Yeah. So not only did they pull that off, but um, that that's uh, that was a really impressive performance uh, for them um, to to uh, kind of travel out there um, and. Uh, again, 14-10, it was, uh, it was kind of back and forth the whole way. And then not, not a whole lot of offense, which knowing the, the kind of firepower in that game for, for, uh, for Scott's Bluff in particular, to, to limit them to 10 points after what Scott's Bluff has done so far this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, good distinction. Really impressive performance. Obviously, um, it's always tough to fully judge them because of the out-of-state teams they play because we just don't know what the the Colorado Wyoming teams are same thing happens in basketball that kind of the western Nebraska schools where you got to play who's close to you so it's kind of hard to compare schedule to schedule when that's the case Um, but I think uh, Scott's Bluff with the loss they dropped from five to six there and uh, I think again the coaches yeah I understand they're still a good team despite that loss. They're still firmly in that, that, that top mix. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. 
Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. You want more proof of process? You just talked about it with, with Scott's Bluff and the 5 to 6. How about Plattsmith uh, from 6 to 7, right? Not necessarily a great win, but their only loss? I mean, look at their schedule. Like, they're being rewarded for, for playing the schedule that they are, and this is yet another example. Yeah, and that, and that was more York jump ahead of them than, than Plattsmith uh, dropping there. 100 percent but three and one for Plattsmith and uh, 41-7 win against Elkhorn Mount Michael. And um, shout out, a couple guys set some school records there. Uh, Gage Olson, four catches, four touchdowns, 102 yards. School record, four touchdowns receiving. Um, and Caleb Adkins on defense, 12 tackles, six for loss, including a school record, five sacks. Um, so really impressive performance there. Gabe Villamonte, 13 or 15, 210 yards, and five touchdowns. <laughs> uh, you read that number right. Yeah, and including the sacks, because obviously that goes into to rushing yardage. Uh, 22 carries for negative 18 yards on the ground for that uh, for Mount Michael. So really per- impressive performance by that Plattsmith defense. Um, and so that and then Seward uh, at, at nine there took care of business 26-14 against Hastings to kind of round out the the, yeah. the top ten and there. We, and we talked about. Norris checking in at number 10. Uh, we kind of referenced him early. Battle testing a lot about the schedule as we jump over to Class A. Yeah, Class A. And, uh, again, right off the top, uh, West Side Warriors there taking care of business, 49-7 uh, against Millard North, who uh, obviously we were both there last year when Millard North played you about as tough as anybody yes. not named North Platte during the regular season. 100%. Um, was not the case this year. <laughs> uh, I think – this West Side team's a little different and, uh, and just a lot more focused and dialed in, right? And, and we'll you were without three defensive starters, yeah, there, right? Yeah. yeah, it was. So I mean, we had to kind of uh, figure it out a little bit, and we adjusted. And we'll put that to the test this week as we go to a what is it? It's a three and one Norfolk team too. So it's always tough to travel, but it's a mature team, and I we find ways to. I know you're, you may roll your eyes a little bit, but you're so competitive, you may not. Like we like different storylines within the story, right? And you get enough Mooberries and Vermont and some of these guys. There's always something on the other side that gets our attention. And I know sometimes it seems petty, but it dials you in when you know that you're playing against other, you know, good individual talent. It just has a way of focusing you up. Speaking of good individual talent, Anthony Rizak, uh, six or seven yeah. pass in, 155 yards and two scores, nine carries, 149 yards, and three more scores, uh, that is over 300 yards on 16 touches and five touchdowns. I just want to tell you something, Jacob. It's become so standard for him. We kind of just roll our eyes like (laughs) ho-hum. He will break records uh, for sure at West Side. the, The dual performance, I said this to you last week, you just don't go get out of bed and go 2,400, 1,000 passing, rushing for a team that played the schedule that we did a year ago. He's going to be on pace to do it again, although we'll have to throw it a little more at some point. Yeah. You know, we spent this game – we spent the first quarter and a half. Cotton and, and Benning didn't even touch the ball. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they, I don't even know 
Caleb did get did, a, Caleb Caleb got only one got catch. one target. Ke- yeah, and, in the first half. So <laughs> it's like it's t- t- did Keenan even touch the ball? He did I don't not. Think so. Yeah, he did not. So well, you have to be unselfish too. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's because uh, Christian Jones was hogging the, the, the touchdowns this week. Two catches, uh, 91 yards, two touchdowns. What was it 68 yard or something yeah, like that right off the bat? The game, yeah, right. That was, that was on the Dre race board, right? <laughs> like they kind of drew that one up. And uh, good on CJ. He's quietly, he's having a fantastic season for, uh, it doesn't always show up in the stat sheets. You get but so many guys that's spread around. He, he's just so good. I mean, we had three guys. Just think about this for a second. We had three guys that totaled 34 tackles. Yeah. Bo Ryan had 12. Caleb had 11. Christian Jones had 10. I, it's That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Share the wealth. So two touchdowns on offense, 10 tackles, a couple for loss on defense. Uh, you mentioned Bo Ryan, uh, Caleb, both guys uh, made tackles behind the line. Um, not, not many, uh, th- uh, not many passes thrown from Miller North, but Caleb no. did break one up. Uh, and then uh, was it Drew Klein, thirty-three yard fumble recovery yeah. touchdown? He's going to be a really good player. <laughs> so <laughs> he's playing. By, how would you like to be Drew Klein playing behind Rezac and and Benning? <laughs> like you just got to kind of wait. Yeah. But he's going to be really, really good. Good guys to learn from too. Yeah. Uh, so that I think kind of. Not too surprising how that game turned out. Uh, the other game that we thought would be the game of the week. I think we weren't 100% sure about Gretna just because of yeah. their schedule. But we thought the talent was uh, backed up their, their record. And so if that was the case, Millard South 38-7 to win at Gretna. Uh, it wasn't even at Buell. That's probably as perf- impressive performance as it's anybody great, great had win. all weekend. Great win. And, I, and listen, I – I mean, everybody's waiting for it. They, I hear the West Side, you know, Millard West talk, but or West Side and Millard South talk, excuse me. But there'll be, there'll be some other teams, I think, that have a say-so, uh, Millard West being one of them, Kearney being another. You know, North is still waiting in the wings, maybe at a possible rematch with one of the aforementioned. But, you know, with Millard South doing it without Feller, who that, – That's, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we're hoping like, – listen, we, we don't want any excuses. So, um on the 13th so we're hoping they're healthy we're hoping we're healthy so because i i think that's what people are looking for but in the meantime we have so we got at norfolk we got north platte we go to carney <laughs> which and we know what coach cool does but miller south continuing here's the thing that's impressive about them it seems like it's somebody different almost every week they get by with a lot of really quality good team concepts this week it was you get a running back fill in tamala's still doing his thing marion jackson's gonna do his thing but how about that defensive secondary which i i mean we we watch them on film we kind of know what we're dealing with there's they're like hey stop just talking about our d-line yeah we're pretty good too doing cool uh picked off wilcoxon twice uh, and ran one back for a touchdown. That was a great run, by eight, the way. 88 <laughs> total yards. Did you watch that? Oh, uh, I didn't see it, but he's also he's the one that had the, the pick six against Elkhorn South yeah. at the end of the half. So um, he also uh, had a fumble recovery. So three takeaways by himself, including one he put in the end zone. Also caught two passes for 50 yards. Uh, so two-way standout there, again, making plays in that back end. You mentioned Feller being out, Gabe Pruka stepped in there. 16 yeah, Pr- carries. Left to be a stud, yards. didn't he? And he's just a pup. Yep. 
had a touchdown, had a receiving touchdown, um, also completed a pass for a touchdown. Yeah. So <laughs> first start, you go run, receive, pass, touchdown. That's, uh, that's really impressive. There aren't many guys that have done that. Yeah. Uh, and to do that Especially in at his start. age. Yeah. Uh, just sophomore, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then Tomawa did 16, 27, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, both those went to Amarion Jackson, who caught eight passes, 122 yards. Who trending kind of in the right quiet, direction. Yeah, kind of a quiet start of the season. He's really starting to come on. Last and that's two the weeks, thing. he's been really good. And we talked about Miller South early on, looking good, but like offense are still, still figuring some things out. They got a lot of young players. It seems week to week they're getting better. They're settling in. They're figuring some things out offensively, which is what you want to see from a team playing so many young guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they really shut down um, Gretna. Wilcoxon uh, only had 26 yards rushing, and Isaiah Weber just 30 yards rushing. That was uh, that was eye opening. As a team, 57 yards on 30 carries. Yep. So we that talked good, about that good D line. Yeah, we talked about how good that that D line is, uh, causing havoc getting behind the line. But they're stout up front too. It's not just a pass rushing line. Uh, they'll hold the line of scrimmage and not let you run. So. Uh, Millward South looking really good there at two. Um, at, at three, Millward West uh, took care of business against Creighton Prep, 20-7. That's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, Quietly one of the better, more convincing wins, and it's not just in the, the final score either. That, I thought Prep maybe be trending up, but I also felt like Millard West was pretty good. And, again, I think Prep's still figuring some things out offensively, but that defense is legit. And uh, talk about Zach McLeay like every week now. Uh, their, their one touchdown, I believe, was like a 90-yard kickoff return yep. from him. Uh, so they're, they're finding more ways to get him involved than just standing back there and making every tackle. Um, they're trying to and he special teams of offense. Um, so, but, but, yeah, that that's, the team's not easy to win. Now they, uh, they go to Sioux City, uh, South Sioux City. Um, next week, taking on Tony Palmer and uh, South Sioux City pa squad. That's pa been Palmer's legit. Running, running now the ball. He's going to need a ton of help. But he's legit. Yep. He's he's it's a big time player. I I believe every bit of of, of the statistical uh, analysis and just watching him on film, he looks electric. Yeah. And then Carney Carney Bell West was the other game that we kind of highlighted last week, and uh, we knew Bell West was going to be shorthanded. They're even more shorthanded than we initially thought. Yeah, T.J. Whaley. Whaley not making it either. Who. We figured, oh, that's the guy you're going to lean on without Isaiah McMorris and Davon Hall. So, full disclosure, and I think you and I talked about this. When I talked about how tough he was, I even sent Coach Huffman a message. I was like, wow. I said, Whaley's really, really a tough kid. He took some shots against us, and I think he wanted to come out of the game, and he did. And I, th I, I said, I really respect the heck out of Whaley. And sure enough, I did not know real time when I sent – it wasn't real time. It was Sunday or Monday that he had had a concussion yes. in that game and was forced to miss the game against Carney. Yeah, so short down without uh, basically their three, three best offensive weapons uh, for Danny Kalen there. 16-14 um, win for Carney. Uh, Jake Krakel, 27-yard um, field goal with a minute 23 left to take the lead. Uh, and then Carney defense, uh, so I'm not sure if they if he picked it off or it was just a turnover on downs. I didn't see if he uh, what they called there, but um, anyway – Bell West couldn't, couldn't really move the ball. Right off the bat, quick pass, um, dropped it. And so playing from behind the whole way. Like it's two, uh, what, one minute drive there, one minute offense trying to put it together and got off to a bad start. They just, 
uh, had a tough time moving the ball, getting in the end zone. Again, they could not run the ball. Carney's defense, I mean, n- neither team could uh, really run the ball. You look at it, uh, Carney, 21 carries for 66 yards uh, on the ground. Bellevue West, 30 carries for 88 yards. Yeah, so both about struggle, three yards a carry. Tough sled. Um, Griffin Novacek, 9 and 13, 117 yards and a touchdown. Uh, for the Carney offense, Carter Lee had that receiving touchdown, uh, totaled 47 receiving yards. Danny Kalen basically had to be the entire Bellevue West offense there. They uh, could not get golf moving going at all. Um, Kalen 31 had to throw it 53 times, completed 31 of them for 238 yards. No touchdowns. Had a had a pick. Um, had their two, their both their touchdowns. He scored himself on the ground. Um, ben Goodwater. We talked about him too with having to step up. 13 uh, catches for 160 yard 61 yards. Uh, but nobody Good player, else really. Great frame. Yeah. Yeah, just had a completion here or there. Nobody else besides Goodwater really got consistently going um, to be a threat there. So, really good win for, for Carney there, sitting there at 4 0 at number four. Um, and uh, and that's, a, that's a really strong top four there with Westside, Miller South, Miller West, and Carney. Uh, Omaha North, they uh, sitting there at 5 3 and 1, 56 nothing against Benson. Is what How it about is a there. sophomore just shouldering the load for them in terms of cannon? That's pretty impressive. Uh, I, I mean, know Coach Martin likes him a ton, but unfortunately he's going to be compared to a lot of past great North running backs, but cannon can, can tote the mail. Yeah, had to step in for a pretty darn good one last year, and uh, um, it's, it's stepped in admirably and given them that, that running game to go with uh, the, the, the passing game there. Uh, with Circo and the athletes they got on the outside. Um, Perhaps the most disturbing <laughs> story in a team coming off a win is, is Elkhorn South with potentially what's going to go on with Carson Runner. I, I didn't hear what's uh, – he's, he's got a really bad knee injury. Jeez. And, uh, and that's after getting knocked out against Miller South and then uh, coming it, back. It has been a struggle for Runner. Uh, yeah, it breaks my heart just uh, – um, we played against the Junior Storm yesterday, and a lot of it, it's just kind of a heavy, heavy mood, uh, even at a youth game. You know, eighth grade game, surrounded what's going on with Ronner. So just wishing him a speedy recovery, and it's interesting. This team's going to have to rally. Yeah. Um, and, and the schedule may shake out to, to buy them a little bit of time. Oh, with they, district play starting, yeah. and they got Northwest next week. They've got to – they've got to – Got to get their mojo back a little bit to play with some confidence because it's a talented team. Yeah. Despite losing him, they got held on 32-21 win there. Uh, Lincoln East, 42-7 win uh, at Lincoln Northeast uh, at 7. Lincoln Southeast uh, is at 8 this week. Uh, yeah, here they come quietly after a shaky offensive start. 42-16 uh, win over Lincoln North Star. Uh, and then Papillion the Vista is hanging in there at 10, a 28-14 win uh, against Lincoln Southwest there. Um, so that kind of rounds out the top 10 in A. Some shout-outs here. We love them. This is uh, the best part of the show. Blair uh, uh, Jr., Brock Templar, 33 carries, 226 yards, and a touchdown, four catches for 37 yards, and six tackles. An impressive 22-7 win at Gross. We know Blair got off to a slow start from kind of expectations I were. I saw but those guys this weekend, man. He's good, good. That's a good program. Still a very talented player there. Um and uh, Sydney senior Isaac Doty uh, completed six passes for 203 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, 12 carries, 155 yards and two touchdowns. 
had nine tackles, and he also handled kick and punt, uh, kickoff and punt duties in a 42-35 win against Mitchell. Uh, Boys Town Jr., Taylor Jacobs, 26 carries for 308 yards and three touchdowns, had a 39-yard kickoff return, had three tackles and a pick that he returned 19 yards in a 26-0 uh, win uh, at Falls City. Um, and uh, we'll go... Tri-County senior Dustin Kapke here uh, completed three passes for 41 yards, ran the ball 20 times for 200 yards and four touchdowns. Also had four tackles with their kickoff man uh, and a <laughs> kicker as well. He, he get the it's uniforms cleaned as well? A little bit of everything down there, C1-C2. A 33-7 win uh, for Tri-County against uh, David City there. Uh, and, and West Holt Jr., Lincoln Conrad quarterback, completed all nine of his passes for 191 yards and four touchdowns. Nine passes, four touchdowns, pretty good ratio there. Good? Is that a good ratio? Yeah. Also carried the ball 14 times for 97 yards and another score. Had nine tackles and a pick in a 32-20 win uh, against Fremont Bergen there. Must be rough. <laughs> <laughs> Must be rough to be that efficient. You know more about that than me as the king of inefficient. That's another week of NEB preps. That's my main man, Jacob Padilla, the best in the business. When it comes to, man, just all things high school. He's thorough. You want to challenge him? Go ahead. I bet he's got notes. Be back next week. Don't you dare miss it. It's NEB Preps. A Heard at Sports Network production.